The Bar Star Podcast is a show that aims for something a little different. It's hosted by a drummer who thinks he's a musician. But let's be honest. I know and you know that drummers are not musicians, right? Or are they? Hang on a second. Who wrote this crap? This is garbage. Nobody's going to listen to a show put on by somebody they haven't heard of. Stupid. Another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. I am not your host, Stephen O'Reilly. I am Todd O'Meara. I don't even want to do it now. You have to. I don't want to. You have to. Damn it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. Do your fucking intro. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You sit your ass down, you motherfucker. I'll do my intro in a second. This is going to be a pre-intro. This is why I bust your balls every episode. Because I fucking love your face. I love yours. High five in a microphone. Oh, that was a good one. That was literally a good one. Literally? Already? Man, you're just all about blowing your wad too early. That's what Kat says. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Comedy Hour on the Bar Star Podcast. Mm. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you all went out and did some shit. No, now you're just making fun of me. Now you're just being a prick. I'm not making fun of you. I'm showing you that I listen to your show, man. Well, I know you listen to my show because I quiz you. You do. You do. I get a text. (laughs) (laughs) Did you listen last night? (laughs) What did you think? I want my ring back. <laughs> no, I'm pawning that motherfucker. <laughs> Silicone, you ain't gonna get much for it. I lost it. I did. I you lost. Lost it. my ring. I, I gave did. You? I did. I don't remember <clears throat> what show it was. Wow. But I went to I went to to get it, and out of my pocket, and it was gone. So I guess when I got my wallet out or something, I don't don't cry. Lost my ring. I did. What size was it? I don't know. <laughs> By the way, this is true. I really did give you a ring. You did. You did. <laughs> we, I wear, when I'm on stage, I wear the silicone ring. And I had like three or four of them. And you were talking about your ring, your normal wedding ring was hitting the yeah. back of your guitar. Oh, so it's, I it's said, here, try this. And you were like, oh, I love it. And I said, well, you can have it. I got three or four of them. Yeah. So, so do you still have three or four? Uh, no, I, I'm down to two. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'll have to buy my own. Bitch, you make more money than I do. You can buy your own 12. Okay, I'll buy my own 12. But yeah, I lost it. I reached in my pocket and I evidently get money lost for a drink or something ring. like that. It came out and lost it, my ring. It was gone. God. But damn. yeah, my, my wedding ring is, it smacks the shit out of the back of the, out of the, uh, the neck. Yeah, you so. like that silicone thing, don't you? Mm-hmm. So tip, 
jokes aside, for the musicians that are married that go through this, you really should check those things out. No, oh, they're great. I know a bunch of musicians that wear them now, but I got the idea from all the hot rod people I know, because a lot of them wear it for working on cars. And sure, shit. that makes sense. Yeah. So I could, that was the first place I noticed it. The second place I noticed it was uh, Max wears one, Max mm-hmm. Maxwell. His is white. That's why I noticed it, because I saw a picture of him on stage, and he had a white ring on it, and I went, the fuck is that? And then I texted him, and he goes, oh, yeah, it's my silicone ring. I get it from... I think he ordered them from Amazon. I forgot where I ordered yeah. mine from. Doesn't matter. We're going on too long about wedding rings. Indeed. I am hanging out with my best friend who I throw under the bus every episode because it's fun for me. <laughs> because he throws me under the bus on a daily fucking basis. This is not true. How can you possibly say that on a daily basis? Well, we don't talk every day like we used to. Because yeah. I had to go back to work. Every other day basis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't throw, throw, throw you under the bus. I mean, maybe a minivan, but uh, not, not a bus. There, there's a lot of ball busting going on between me and this guy. That's, that is absolutely for sure. Yes, there is. And um, we, we have been... Uh, how long have we been friends? Five years? Six years? Six. So how we met is very interesting, and that's where I want to start. You want to say, go back to the beginning? Oh, I do, because how we met is one of my favorite stories to tell people, because most people don't believe it. Oh, but it's true. It's damn true. It is true. Now, when Barstar, the, the book, gets published, mm-hmm. you will get to a chapter after all <laughs> the interesting shit. <laughs> and there's a character in- introduction. And... Uh, this guy is is he's suave. <laughs> he's debonair. He is absolutely gorgeous. His name is Drunken Suit Guy. <laughs> <laughs> loosely, loosely based on somebody that may or may not be sitting in, in this room right now. But uh, Drunken Suit Guy. Uh, it's loosely's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was hammered. Oh, God. Okay, so here's here's how this went down. Let's catch everybody up to speed. Baxter's on Wednesday has full contact karaoke. Most of the musicians that know us personally, and you're listening to this, they already know this. Uh, For those of you that listen out of town, you have no idea what we're talking about, so just bear with us. But I was the original drummer for the FCK on Wednesdays. You didn't know who I was. I didn't know who you were. So this is my recollection. And then we'll just go back and forth. Sure. You start. Why don't you start? <laughs> it's your show. Goddamn right it's my show. <laughs> I mean, you want you can do my no, show. No. You, can do my, you want to do my show? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> By the way, this motherfucker, you <laughs> motherfucker, you did that to me one night. <laughs> you texted it to me or something. Did I really? Or you called me or I don't remember what you did, but you did that to me hello, one night. I was hello, like, hello. you motherfucker. <laughs> I dig it. It's catchy. It's obviously memorable. So Wednesday nights, FCK, full contact karaoke. There you go, taking you, over. No, I'm not trying to. You do to have a I, nice voice though, by the way. Why? Thank you very much. Yeah, do your do your do <laughs> <laughs> when we do corporate gigs, I make you talk. So do the oh do the God. corporate gig voice. The corporate gig voice. I love it. We'll now be seating table ten. <laughs> table ten to the buffet. <laughs> Table 10 to the buffet. 
Guys, I'm not lying. He really, I do really make him do this at gigs. He does. We we do. We, I mean, it's in our contract that we have to MC, and I always make Todd do it. Oh my god! It, it, it's it's like like. All right, everybody at table five. You are now clear to go to the buffet. Table five to the buffet. Very good. And for the first couples dance. <laughs> Tell me what I've won, Todd. Tell me what I've won. Right. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, back to the story. So, so FCK is is which it's a great plug for the band because every Wednesday night at, at Baxter's, every Wednesday night at Baxter's, you get to sing with a live band. Mm-hmm. It is cool. Live out your wildest rock star fantasies. Just no drinks on stage. Yeah, enough that's of that shit. Let's get but, back to us. So I had been I'm working. Selfish today. That, that's all right. I've been working out. You can edit this shit. I've been I've been working oh, out. I ain't editing anything. Oh, great. I'm throwing you right under the goddamn bus. Um, I probably will have to do an intro before the intro that's not really the intro, right. but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go along with that. Um, <laughs> I've been working out of town for a few months, and I came back and I told my girlfriend at the time, wife now, I said- That's what? right. I always forget that. You guys weren't married. No. And I'd come back into town, and, and I was like, let's go out. You know, let's, I need, let's go out and have a few drinks and have a good time. And my friends, Carl and Chip- <laughs> who are both in FCK are at Baxter's. I, so, like the, I like the long dramatic pause after you said Carl and Chip. Yeah. Cause, pause. Cause, well, because I didn't, I didn't know Mikey. No. And I didn't know you. No. And so, but Carl and Chip, my buddies, were, were, were playing down there. And let's go down and have some drinks. So we get down there, I don't know, 8 o'clock. And not knowing that you guys didn't go on to like 10 or something like that. I don't. It doesn't matter what time it was. Yeah, I think it was around ten. I had been there a while, <laughs> and I, I and had, knowing you like I do, I, you had been there a while. I have affinity for for uh, I have an affinity for brown liquor. No, I love me some bourbon, and I'd had a few of those. If we can really call six or seven a few, um, a few of those six or seven would have put me in a coma. <laughs> Where's O? He's in a coma. He's in a Six coma. Or seven bourbons. He's done. So I, I had had, and I was looking good. I mean, you know, call me drunken suit guy if you want, but I had a sport coat on, and I, and I, you know, I was looking sharp. Yeah, at least I thought so. Drunken suit guy. Drunken suit guy. So I put sticks out in my brain. I, I know. So I've been there for a while. Your turn. <laughs> That's the backstory. Okay, so I'm on stage setting up, and I've got my back to the room, and I'm setting up my drums, and this dude. Pops up on stage. Obviously, there's no secret. It's you. And it's like, hey, what's going on? If you want a shot, whoa, Chip, whoa, Carl. Whoa, whoa, That's me? Are you doing me? Seriously? That's your impression of me? That's my impression of my memory of you. Fair enough. <laughs> because I don't remember exactly what you say until you got to, hey, guys, you guys want a shot? It was something to that effect. Mm-hmm. True? Yeah, it was. Okay. And you said... I'll get you one, Chip, and I'll get you one, Carl, and hey, guitar player guy, I think I, I've met you before, I'll get you one. And you looked at me and you said, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, I probably did. I actually, I, I know I did. You did. You did. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I, being the asshole that I'm apparently known for, turned around and said, the fuck am I? Who the fuck are you? And get the fuck off my stage. You did say that. I do remember that. And I, uh, I, I turned around and walked off the stage. Well, that's what I had to do. 
It's, it's the code. Un, unwritten rule. It's the code. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But in doing so, <laughs> you knew I was a musician. I, I figured it out really quick as fast as you got off stage, yes. Yeah, I jumped. I jumped, man. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. And Fuck, he wins. Yeah. Asshole wins. Yeah, he did. I, because I, I had nothing at that you point. nothing. I Even when I got the shots, I didn't even step on the stage. I handed them from the floor. Nope. I was like, you did. God damn. Yep. I won. Yeah, you did, yeah. and I wasn't trying to win. I just well, oh, I know. It's like wait, really. Wait, here's the thing, motherfucker. And I don't know if I don't know if you know this or not, but you know me well enough to know now mm-hmm. that I can be a little sarcastic and well, a lot sarcastic and a and, little. And I, I was just, I was no pun intended. I was just fucking with you. Oh, I know. You know, like I right, get a shot, get a shot. Who the fuck are you? And right, but you, you knowing me the way you know me, I'm just as sarcastic and fucked up as you are. Unless I don't know you. Yeah. And, and I have a wall up if you're a stranger. Oh, you, yeah. You know that about No, me. I do. So, yeah. So, I so got that's what it was. You were being you, all sarcastic no, and just fucking with people. And I was being me going, I don't, I've don't. i never seen this fucking dude. You can go fuck yourself. Yep. Pretty much. That's pretty much it. So, I had a table. <laughs> when you walk into Baxter's, there's one lone table to the left. One to the, lone table. To the, to the left of the door that has a perfect line of sight. Of a stage. And the drummer. And the drummer. But Which was, gee, not planned. Yeah, so... <laughs> at all. It wasn't like there were 12 lights around you from the floor shooting up. But Are you using my ego lights No, then? you didn't have them. I'm just... Work with me here. So... Well, I just want to know because my memory is terrible. No, you weren't using the ego lights. But but I am I'm hammered. I've got... Chili sauce dripping down the side of my mouth because I'm eating chili fries or some shit. And you're I don't mad know. as fuck. Oh, I am pissed. <laughs> and I am just fucking glaring at you the whole fucking set. You know, and Carl's like, can we get up and sing a song? And I'm like, I'm like, fuck him, no. <laughs> you know, it's like, I ain't getting up on stage with him. Ain't no fucking fuck way. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Just burning a hole. It, Steven, Steven, as those who have seen them and you've heard enough of, of these shows, uh, he he is he's very good at at uh, stage performance. We've, yeah, I know you've you mentioned that a few times on, uh, or others have mentioned it as well. Right, stick twirling and and can we call it spinning twirling? Sounds like a fairy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, <laughs> Fairies wear boots. So yeah, they do. You fired. Well, you it's fucking Sabbath. Fa- you failed. I know it's Sabbath. What's the next line? Fuck, I don't know that one. What's, Jesus. What's the next line? And you gotta believe me. Oh, okay. I do believe you. Take two. Okay. Fairies wear boots. And you gotta believe me. You call it what you want. I'm okay. just giving you shit. He, he's he's uh he's swirling his sticks. You said swirling. <laughs> <laughs> he's swirling his sticks and fucking giving me the finger. Oh yeah. Because yeah, you nail that one. That's just a pow finger pow finger. And I'm just fucking glaring at him. I'm ready to kick his fucking ass. <laughs> what I had forgotten about that. Was mm. afterwards. My girlfriend, Kat, now my wife, she, obviously she drove home. Oh my God, she's so cute. She is. She's hot. She's hot. She's hot. So she's driving home. Evidently, evidently, at some point on 64, she had to pull over and I had to hang out the side. Did you bark? I did. I did. Yeah, she she reminded me of That's that. That's the only part of the story I don't know. I didn't remember it. She reminded me of it. 
She goes, oh yeah, you threw up all over the side of 64. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you've been holding this material right? in all this yeah, years? Say, what does it matter with you, woman? Right. So, yeah, so they, that, that's how we met. And I can tell you without an ounce of hesitation, an ounce of remorse, not a second thought, I hated you. I know. And you know how I know? The feeling was mutual. Oh, it was. And I, I hated your fucking existence. If you were on fire, I'd have drank gas and pissed on you. Yeah. Fucking hated you. I've never hated somebody so much so fast in my life. Me neither. I mean, I've here, hated a lot of oh, motherfuckers. Yeah, right? But it was just like instant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hated him. Hey, we just made a new word. Insta-hate. 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 I like it. Should we hyphenate that or not? No. Good. Carry on. Um, so that was in like November of, doesn't matter what year. I don't remember. 11 or whatever. Uh, yeah, they all run together. We're so old, I go about my married business. I'm, I'm fucking gigging every weekend and, and haven't given this fucking prick drummer a second fucking thought. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a second thought. And you fuckers wonder why I throw him <laughs> under the bus every week. Didn't Carry on. Never thought about you again. Didn't, couldn't have cared fucking less. And I quote, fucking prick drummer. <laughs> Live, died, I don't like care. It. So I was having, uh, I'd asked Chip Adams to, to uh, set up one of my guitars because I have no bones about saying they're gear guys, gear nuts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, knob tweakers. And I know it's always a knob twigger, <laughs> but you know, there's these guys that just totally get into their gear no, 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 and I, they know, they know their gear inside out. They set it up. They, they, they perfect it. They work on it. they spend hours on mad props and respect to those guys. I'm not, I'm not bashing right. them. No, no, no. I get it. So I'd ask, but you're not that guy. I'm not that guy. Not right. even remotely. No, no, no. I get it. Um, so I, I called Chip and I said, Hey man, my guitar, it really needs to be set up. It's not playing right. You know, would you mind doing it? And what would you charge? Doesn't matter, everybody charges, but I mean, you know, he's he, he said he'd do it, so I, I gave him my guitar one night and and he called me one March day to let me know that it was it was done mm-hmm. and I could come get it. And he was he had the Louisville School of Rock over off Waterson Trail and mm-hmm. and down in the basement, you know, cool little hangout place, nice mm-hmm. vibe. And mm-hmm. um, I went over to, to pick up my guitar and went in the office and he and I were having the best conversation. I mean, we were laughing. You could probably hear the laughing outside upstairs. upstairs. We, we were having a great time. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, lollipops, fucking rainbows. I mean, it was <laughs> pixie dust. It was fucking beautiful. It was, until... <laughs> and then he walked in. Yeah, he was you. So... For those of you that don't know, I taught at Louisville School of Rock uh, for about four years. And I walked in, and as I do every day, I walked in the front door and straight to the office because that's where my coffee pot was. O'Reilly's coffee pot. Very fucking important. <laughs> I used to add that shirt. I don't want to ever do it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I walk in the office, and I'm all stoked about some shit that was going on, and I'm... Going straight for my coffee pot, and then I see your sour fucking puss. Not only did I see why was your it, sour Why was it puss, sour? Why was it sour? Because you saw my sour That's puss. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry, because you saw that fucking prick drummer. Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought he's still alive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't spontaneously combust? <laughs> Hello, Spinal Tap. Uh, 
But here was the here was the kicker. Your ass literally literally there's one. Your ass was in front of my coffee pot. So then I had to speak to your fucking face and tell you to move. Yeah. And that that you could have cut the tension with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Chips looking at you, looking at me, looking at you, looking at me, going, where are the rainbows? Where's the biggest dust? Where's the fucking fairy dust? What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Pretty much. You know. By the way, we are not making this up. This is all literally oh, no. true. No, this, yeah. I know I used the L word twice there, but it, it really is legitimately, literally, actually yeah, happening. This is it's true. This is this accurate. is fucking accurate as hell. Yes. So I make my coffee and I ignore the drunken suit douchebag in the fucking room. I'm not even looking at you. Like, you don't exist to me. Totally not even looking at you. But I can see your head getting red. I remember that distinctly. Because you were madder than a motherfucker. I'm bald. We know. Not I'm everybody. Not, not, not like everybody. Dude, have not you seen everybody, this? I did notice that, but not everybody knows that I'm bald. All right, fair enough. I'm bald. Yeah, well, you're the fucking genius that... Wasn't that you that did the bald thing on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do it, and you beat me to it, and I was like, this motherfucker, right? I don't get it. That app. Yeah, I don't understand. What's a big deal? Still look awesome. (laughs) That was good, though. So anyway, so I'm ignoring you like you don't exist. And I start telling Chip about a vacuum that I was going to buy. Again, people, I'm not lying. This is all true. Don't judge him. Oh, you can judge me. I don't give a shit. I've been judged all my life. I'm tattooed white trash, motherfucker. I love saying that because you always roll your eyes. I know. Because you can hide yours. I can't hide mine. That's the only reason I say it. (laughs) Except your anklet when you wear shorts. Oh, really? (laughs) That's what you get for rolling your eyes at me when I'm trying to tell my story. When I have to, I will wear my socks with sandals. (laughs) Black socks at that. I have pictures of me in spandex with socks and sandals. I can't say a word. No, you will never see them. No, you do not know where they are, and no, they are not digital. Ah, fair enough. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I start telling Chip about this vacuum. I don't really know why. I think he was asking me how things were going, and I was talking about I was playing this gig, or I had another gig, and I could get this vacuum. And out of the corner of my eye, a rainbow shot out of your face. And you went, vacuum? What kind of vacuum are you looking at? Have you considered the Hoover PetSmart? (laughs) and i came back with well i'm looking at the bissell something that's got the pet brush (laughs) i have not heard of this bissell (laughs) tell me more backstory i love the vacuum i'm not ashamed to say it i love the cyclone I love mm. to see the pet if you got pets you know what i'm talking about Uh i love to see the pet hair by the way did you notice the floor when you got here you see the lines it's hard to see the lines in this floor because yeah. this carpet's so thick, but you see the lines? I do. I vacuumed right before I got here. No wonder you were smiling. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Backstory, I love to vacuum. He Go loves ahead. to vacuum. And, I, and so, and I'm, I'm, I'm equally as bad with, with like a rug doctor because I love to see the dirty water. It's like, oh, all yeah. that shit was in my carpets. Uh-huh. So he had my attention with the vacuum. Uh-huh. So I l- l- you can do as many I, as you want. I'm only doing yeah, two. Yeah, but it's kind, of, it's kind of your thing. Okay, fine. Carry on. I actually... <laughs> you can still use the word. 
but I can't do it without the accent. I literally, <laughs> literally got up out of my chair, walked over. It was really more of a saunter. You did, you did kind of saunter I did, a little. I did kind of saunter a little bit, you know. I said, you were, you were very excited. Oh, yeah, I was. I Tell me about this vacuum. Bloody hell, tell me about it. Oh, my God. So Whoa, you, sorry, what happened? Yeah, so you told me about the vacuum, and I was like, well, I like the vacuum, too. And we both started to bounce a little bit. Mm-hmm. You like the vacuum? I like the vacuum. Oh, my gosh. Blah, blah. The next thing you know... Chip wasn't in the room. Chip was physically he was there, yeah, but no, he, he, he didn't even exist. It was no. it was it was like it was like something out of a, a Spielberg film, man. It I was. mean, there was there was lights that came down from the heavens and <laughs> perfect. And we I looked can't at we I looked, just did that. We looked at each other and and we hugged. We did. And we forgot that we hated each yeah. other. Yeah. So the moral of this story, kids, is Todd and I are friends yeah. because we bonded over oh, vacuums. Vacuum players. And as I wrote in the book, because you called me after you read this chapter, you were laughing still because what I wrote in the book, and I can't remember word for word, but something to the effect of, we bonded over vacuums, not hookers, not titties, <laughs> it's right. not drugs, not music, fucking vacuums. vacuums. There it is. So yeah. So that a- is how you and I met. And that is a true story. Fast forward like a month or two, you came to Chowagon and yeah, you and Jeff Rogers. Yeah, hi, hi buddy. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I don't I, even think he listens. He's kind of fucking lame sometimes. He's got beautiful hair though. He's got great hair, motherfucker. Fuck him. He's got great hair. You know what? Fuck him. We spent enough time on him. Right, it's come m- his hair. Moving on. But yeah, gone gone to so Chowagon, which yeah, is a Kentucky Chow-Wagon. Derby festival event. Mm-hmm. Huge stage, lots of people, depending on who's playing. Um, Our crowd was pretty big that day. It was. I think. No, it was. I mean, and I'm not looking for a plug. I'm just no. remember that was a big crowd because you had made your way down front because you knew Jack. Yes. Well, no, but you knew uh, Gus or somebody was running sound and got you behind the fence. I don't remember who it was. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Point is, we had our our little hug in, and I said, "Hey, man, we should do something." Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he snubbed me. I know it wasn't a snub. I just didn't think you were serious. He, he snubbed me. I really didn't think you were serious. I said, all right, here's my number. Give me your number. Buzz me and we'll talk about it. Yeah, and so about eight hours later, I actually called you. Or yeah. texted you. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit. All right, so. I wasn't kidding. No. So. so and yeah. then, I really want to talk about this part. Okay. Then we started. Little thing. This little yeah, thing little we little had. Little fucking little clothes and noses, man. Yeah, yeah, this little thing. Are you empty? I'm fucking empty. I will totally fucking pause the show because everybody knows coffee is fucking important. You got to have your coffee. Hold on a second. Okay, so even though I don't have cameras in here, we really did stop so we could go refill our coffee because coffee is fucking important. Coffee is life. It is. It is. It is. It's very lively. So we started this little trio called Goodfellas. It was fun. It was fun and it was very short-lived so we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But the coolest part was Petey, up at 19th Green. Oh, P. Fucking t- Petey, right? Or P. Yeah, it's P. Yeah. P, P. Like the letter? letter? Yeah, like the letter P. Yeah. Hey, everybody knows my memory sucks. I know. His, his name's actually Bob. Write a book, they said. <laughs> Do a podcast, they said. Do shit that revolves your fucking brain, they said. Whatever. P, Petey, Petey Small Block. His name's actually There's Bob. There's about five people that will get the Petey Small Block reference. I'm not going to explain it. Okay. So anyway, yes. Bob. Bob. P. P. His last Bobby. Name's, his last name's Perrin. That's why. Can we call him P. Bob P. Bobby? Bob P. Bobby? Peabody. High five in a microphone. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, P. Uh, anyway, so he was cool enough because he was friends with you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to book us in there a few times and we would have good fellows playing on the TV yeah. while we were playing. It was really hard to play. It was. <laughs> because I'm over here wanting to go, funny, funny how? What the fuck is so funny about me? You know, I want to do that rather than sing fucking Jesse's Girl. You know? Why you gotta say Jesse's Girl on this show? I don't that know. will get you banned like know, a motherfucker. I don't know what you mean by that. By don't that. you look at me like that, you fucking prick. Again, I want a camera because your head is so red right now. You're actually blushing. I am not. It's the coffee. No. It's fucking funny though. I don't care who you are. I could have said anything. I know. I know. And you, people wonder why I throw you under the bus. <laughs> For those who don't know, that was Steven playing Jesse's girl. Don't spit that coffee out your nose. I won't. That's an expensive motherfucking yeah, I mic. I know. Oh, so yeah, but he'd have, oh, it was God. really, it was, it was really cool, and it was really hard to do because I mean, that was the thing. I mean, that's another thing that, that you and I bonded over was our love of gangster movies, and yes. in particular, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. And fact, fact. This is a fact. I made Stacy watch that movie about five, six months after we were dating. You already know this. I've told you that. Yeah. I, I said, what do you mean you've never seen good... Oh, bitch, come here. Mm, nah, sit the fuck down. Watch this movie. I made her watch that, and I made her watch Interview with a Vampire. And the only reason that I bring it up on the show, she's not a movie girl. You know that. Exactly. You turn a movie on, girlfriend, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> done. Done. But she did sit up through the whole thing, and I, I think I remember almost verbatim what she told me. She went, not my thing. But I understand why you appreciate it. And I went, I'm I okay with that. with that. I can live with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. So, yeah. yeah. So, we we named this trio Goodfellas. And, mm-hmm. and, and Who else was in it? Jeff Rogers with the good hair. Yeah. All right. We're, and, done. we're done with dude, you, Jeff. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. I love dude. you too, Jeff. I'm just kidding. And, yeah, so it was Jeff and, and me and you. <laughs> finally. 15 episodes and you finally talk. That, everybody, is Sebastian. No, I'm not editing you out because I've been waiting for your mouth. You know. Oh, I do. What do I call him? The orange fuck alarm clock. Mm-hmm. He's so loud. He told me to move. He did. He totally told you to I move. I know. I was in his way. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Jeff. This show's more ADD than Brian's right? show. Oh, my God. Really? I, it's us. We knew it was going to be this way. So, yeah, Jeff was in it. And, and, oh, my God, you're so cute. You're cuter. And... Stop. You know, no, I have to, but it's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, it was really loose. It was really fun. I think we got together one time just to run through some just, tunes, just see if, if yep. we if we could play together, and we did. And then we just kind of threw a list together, and we'd show up and we'd play. Yep. We never rehearsed. That nope. was part of the shtick. Yep. I guess I would get off stage because there were certain songs I didn't want to play, I, and I'm going what? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I don't know. I, there was there was one time at the 19th grade. I'll never forget this. This was awesome. This really should be a stage story, but I'm going to tell it now anyway. Go ahead. You, you said, well, I'm not playing this song. And I don't remember what it was. I have no idea what it was. Who knows? But you get up and you, and you, you, you leave. And, <laughs> and you did a beeline for the men's room. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because I didn't tell you I was going to do yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah, I had no clue. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Jeff looks at me. I look at him. And we're going, oh, fuck it. Keep playing. <laughs> 
our duo. So I go up behind your your drums and I'm playing. I'm now pl- we're a duo. I, I'm, I'm playing the fucking chords of the song or whatever, and we all had mics. Mm-hmm. So I, I lifted the mic up. Yep. And I started singing and I started keeping time with your yep. kick drum. I have a you, picture of that somewhere. You came out of the bathroom with your pants still around your ankles. <laughs> and wanted to know who the fuck was on your drums, and I just looked at you and smiled like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> Don't did. need you, bitch. Don't need you. you know? But when I figured out it was you, I did go back in the bathroom. <laughs> well, gotta finish. I had to finish. That's right. Wash my hands and all that shit. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a fun little project, and, and we did that for I don't know six months or so, maybe maybe a year. I it might have been, been a year. But the reason I brought it up was because that was how you and I legitimately started playing yeah. together. That was our first thing. It was well, like an I, acoustic trio. Jeff and I were gigging every weekend, mm-hmm. and it was meant to be during the week. And that's only because you were gigging every weekend with Tark Bus. Yep. So I was never able to get out and see you. You were never about to get to see us. And yep. and, and uh, so we did this. We we're doing like a Thursday nights. Yeah, I think so. Something you like know? that. And, but yeah, so we started playing together that way. So, let's be serious for a minute. When did you start playing guitar? When I was 11. What is it with you motherfuckers that can answer this shit so quick? Well, I still have to think about it. Look, here's, here's what I remember. My family moved to Nashville mm-hmm. when I was 11. Nashville. It wasn't Sorry. at the time. Right. It wasn't. It was a sleepy little southern town. I, you know, this is, Nashville's yeah. never been a sleepy little southern town. Well, it is when you're 11. Because <laughs> you're not going out. Damn, you got a point. Yeah. So you know, I I didn't know anybody, and and you know, you're learning, you're meeting new kids at school, and all this shit. And my dad says to me, he says, my dad plays guitar and played guitar forever. I and, love and your daddy. He's awesome. He's your awesome. mom's a whore. Yeah, your mom's a preaching fucking preacher. So <laughs> it's is. an inside joke, and there it is. So it's uh, oh no, it's not inside because you told your mom that I called her a whore. I know. Because I knew first you, time I met your mom, she grabbed my hand and she goes, "Oh, so I'm a whore." <laughs> One of the very few times you've ever seen me embarrassed and speechless, oh, and you, were, I had nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was. I went outside for like 20 minutes. There was at least 15 cigarettes smoked. Oh, in those 20 minutes, oh my god, can I, I go back? I can't go back in there. I can't go back in there. It was awesome. I was Jane smoking like a gangster, like a gangster. But uh, so, so Dad played and and. Yeah, I, and he he asked me if I wanted to learn to play guitar. I'm like, sure. Okay. Oh, okay. Something to do. So he gives me his acoustic guitar. Right. And says, go into your room and learn the theme to mash. If you can learn the theme to mash, figure it out, and come in and play it for me, I will pay for guitar lessons. Now, here's the thing. My dad would have paid for guitar lessons regardless. Uh, right. I guess he just wanted to see if I had the had the the any the sort gumption. of talent any sort of talent at all to pick this out. So you know, I went back into into his office. You know, I did it, you know, <laughs> note by note, and just, just you know, it wasn't jazz chords or anything. You know, <laughs> so I started. I I took uh, I don't know. I guess it was about three years of lessons, and I wasn't learning what I wanted to learn. And and frankly, I was I could pick it up by ear faster than I could could be taught and learn it and I don't even want to get into the regrets of that right but you know I am I am for the most part I'm self-taught and I play by ear right and then you meet me and I test you and show you where one is oh my god (laughs) so that's how I started that's how I started playing guitar the reason I guess I was shocked that you knew the age you started playing immediately because that kind of stuff fascinates me you've listened to the shows you've listened to everybody I've had on you have not listened to it yet because it hasn't posted, but Marvin, who is 72 years old, mm-hmm. point tenth of a second to tell me 
how old he was when he started playing yeah. drums. I still have to think about it. Yeah. And I, 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 I kind of struggle sometimes wondering if that's really a memory problem or if it's because it's just, it's not important to me. I don't know. Does it matter? I mean, honestly, does it matter? It, it doesn't matter, but you know how my brain works as one of my best friends. Yeah. It, it fascinates yeah. me because I, I can recall shit that I should not be. I can sit down behind my drums right now and I could play songs that I recorded 15 years ago, mm-hmm. almost note for note, and right. haven't played them in 15 years. Right. But I can't remember when the fuck I started playing drums. That's funny. It's just, it's weird how my brain worked. Yeah. Anyway, so you started playing at 11. How did you figure out that you were really into it? That's all I e- Even though I know you said, you just said you played by ear and all that shit. I learned Iron Man uh, in the wrong key. <laughs> but I learned it. <laughs> What's my joke, Doc? I play everything, everything in the key, key of D. D. Yeah, I learned I learned Iron Man, and 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 my sister still talks about that and has nightmares of of, of hearing that in her sleep. And, and I did it. He's like E G A B B C B C B C B C B G A A or whatever the fuck it is, you know. <laughs> See, all you real musicians are out there are gonna. Tony Clark's gonna go. That ain't how it goes. You know, you know? Yeah, much. Tony. I totally, I totally named you. Mm. He's like, no, and it's wrong. Oh, Tony's just mad at me because I'm gonna have his wife on the show before I have him on the show. She's a badass. I know. She's a fucking doctor. I, right, dude. <laughs> so, but anyway, so yeah, I learned Iron Man and and just started picking up picking up songs and right. and um, you know, learning basic chords and and from from my guitar teacher and, and buying. You know those the music books with the corded music books, and actually learning to play songs and going right, man, I really like, I dig this, you know, and so yeah, I mean, that's just, I just, I'm thankful for if you want to call it talent, whatever the hell you want to call it, I don't care. I was able to pick it up and I dug it and I and I just kept playing. Hmm. So, um, what was your question? <laughs> When was your first gig? Oh, my! when was my first gig? Yes. I was 17 when I played my first gig. Now, see, squirrel moment. I remember my first gig. I was 19. Yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. Couldn't fucking tell you when I started playing drums, but I remember my first gig. Carry on. I, yeah, I was 17. It was, it was and... the one on the first show I talked about. Yeah. Metal band in a hippie bar. Oh, great story. Mine's not nearly as good. <laughs> um, but, you know, had had a had some uh, some high school classmates. We we formed a band called Probable Cause, and uh, we played like a VFW or or, or maybe a, aren't those fun and smelly? Oh, and smoky back then. I mean, Not you true. probably still are. Hell, I don't know. It's probably building. You probably still smoke <laughs> to your heart's content. But you know, but what the funny thing is, I think it was the bass player's dad who got us the gig. And we did it just to play out. Right. And we got to drink beer. At 17? Different times. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why I'm not going to name who, who these people were. No, no, no. That's fine. But, well, and I always forget, even though I, I always think we're the same age. You are. Yeah, I've got six on you. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I've got, I, I had to think about it for a second. I, yeah. I, knew, I was thinking it was four, but it is six. Yeah. You're six years older than me. And then six years 
doesn't seem like a lot, but generationally, oh, it's a ton. Absolutely. Especially musically. Well, and it's funny because I talk about this with my dad and my uncle, his brother. Right. There's six years between him and his brother. And the difference between my dad and my uncle is the difference between Elvis and the Beatles. Literally. Literally. Yes. El- El- Elvis and the Beatles. Right. And No, and it's it's very true. I mean, you could have six years could be the difference between Motley Crue and Nirvana. Oh. You know what I mean? I know. It still it, turns my stomach. What does? Oh, Nirvana. Nah. I digress. So I was 17 and we played for beer and, and that was my first gig. And, and I've still got pictures of it. And I thought I looked cool, but I was wearing a green green button up shirt, button down shirt with ducks on it. And uh, <laughs> I have seen that picture. Yes, you have. That D bag. That was total douche. That was my first gig. Yeah. And for the record, for the people that don't know us as well, as our small group of people, you and I, as far as pasts, where we came from, we shouldn't be friends. Fuck no, you're Jupiter and I'm no. black hole. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, Biff. But I think yeah, oh, I was I was totally Biff. I was, I was totally totally Biff. Totally Catholic, all boys <laughs> school, popped collar Biff. Hairspray, <laughs> polo cologne, Sebago. To go with your polo shirt. My polo shirts and my my shorts and my Sebagos. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, that was that was my first gig and and with this band and and only gig with this band. I, I've had and those. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. I didn't have another gig until I was thirty. No shit. Yeah, I'm late to the game, dude. So there was 13 years between your first and your next gig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean I, it doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy music. It doesn't, it no, doesn't, no, no, it doesn't I, mean that I didn't keep I playing. I get that. There, there were there were bands in town that I loved. I mean, I and I, you know, Blitz Kids, Fire Department, Nobody Knows. You know, these all these bands that I used to go see all the time. Right. And this was the shred era. Mm, I mean, fair enough. This was in, you know, me in two things. And I, and I want to, I'm going to go back to Dave Moody's episode for a second, because you've heard me say this before and you know this in Dave, this is one thing that you and I have in common. And I know you know this. Yes. I'm talking to you, Dave (laughs) is Alan Needham is a guitar player. Uh huh. Carl Stuck is a guitar player. Uh huh. Tony Clark is a guitar player. Uh Jeff Rogers is a guitar player. Uh huh. I'm an entertainer. You like how I did that dramatic pause I at did. the end of that? That was, was good. good. That, that was good. good. That, was, that good. was good. That was for you. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I totally understood what Dave was talking about because right. I am, I'm not a shredder and, and right. I play, I get by, but I love to entertain. Right. And um, so during all this shredding period, there wasn't anywhere I would fit in. Right. Yeah. There really wasn't. I right. mean, because these were all single guitar bands and, and, you know, what am I going to get up there? Get up and fucking do House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have played with you. No, no, you wouldn't. I was a douche. But, yeah, uh, well. Best. So, yeah. So, that's why that's why there were 13 years between gigs. And, and it was well, finally, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I want to play. And I got together with some guys and was in the worst fucking band ever. Ever. Pretty close. I, and I'll even tell you the name. And I don't, I don't think the guy will ever hear your podcast. And if he does, I don't give a shit. You never know. And I didn't mean that badly. I just, he doesn't strike me as a podcast kind of guy. Well, you know my rule on this show. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I was in a band called the Tattooed Monkeys. 
<laughs> you you didn't even know that. No, I didn't. Oh my god, that is fantastic. Yeah, tattoo monkeys, and we were horrible. And I and let me put it this way: when, I would like to point out that your first band's initials were PC, and your second band's initials were TM. In the band you're in now, the initials are GM. So what's your point? You have a subconscious thing for initials. I guess I do. Yeah, so I mean, I, I was, I think I was 30. I guess I was 30. Had to be 30-ish. That's crazy. I, did, I actually, that is one thing. See, again, I say it every episode. That's one of the things you I love things. about this show. You learn things. I learn shit about yeah. my friends that I didn't know. And I also find it fascinating because, uh, as I've talked about many times, I, I remember my first show, but I've never stopped gigging. There was there was one period, um, and I wrote about this in the book. I've, I haven't talked about it on the show, and a lot of people don't know. I don't even know if you know this. Really short story, but there was a period in, we'll call it late 90s. Uh, I, had, I had not even attempted the cover world yet. I was still in original bands. Mm. Um, and I was in an original band, and it was a heavy band. The name of the band was Warmouth. Yes, PJ, I know you listen to the show. Yes. You're my favorite Rudy Pooh ever. Um, I was in a heavy band called Warmouth. And I've heard of them. You, you might have, you, you've heard that stuff. It's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's pretty heavy stuff. But the band broke up. Not going to get into the reasons. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. But the point is, I got to that point where most musicians do that have been trying to, quote, make it. Mm-hmm. And I put, I was, fuck it, I'm done. I'm going to go get a career. At the time, I was married. I'm going to do the right thing. Have bunch of babies or what the fuck ever people did at that time i don't even remember how old i was let me see late 90s i was mid 20s i had to think about it Mm -hmm. god damn i'm old you say to me that's why i say it because i'll never be as old as you (laughs) but the point is i I put my shit i put my rig up for sale and i don't think i gigged it might have been about a year i didn't gig for a year i didn't do anything the side story about when I put my rig in the paper for sale, a drummer called me, obviously, to buy my rig from Charleston. Mm-hmm. So I, he ended up talking me out of selling my rig <laughs> just from a phone call. Really? Never knew the dude, never met. I've met him since, obviously. Oh, we, that's funny. Yeah, we, we didn't become friends, friends. Um, he, uh, I, I want to say he was in the military and he got deployed. But he talked me out of it. Because the first question, and I'll never forget this, he goes, Hey, man, uh, why are you selling your drums? And I said, mouth vomit and he mm. went oh dude that's a bad idea you should keep it keep at it man keep at it man and this is pre-internet yeah pretty much or the infancy right. of the internet it's not like he could go on youtube and check my videos out this was <laughs> high quality sound effects here on the bar star podcast that would be your dial-up connection <laughs> but that's the only time i can remember not Gigging or attempting to gig was just that one year yeah. where I just got really frustrated. And then I got in another band and did a bunch of other cool shit after yeah. that. And it just kept sure. kept rolling. But yeah, there was that one point I just, I didn't want to do it anymore. Stupid decision. Well, it was probably a good decision because it got me out of metal. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with metal. You fuckers know how I feel, so don't send me your bullshit emails. That was not me, by the way. But it was in time, almost. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Dude, I'm, you you never see me pick up a guitar. There's a fucking reason. <laughs> so really, I should stay away from the drums. <laughs> two, three, one, four, one, six, five, two. 
fantastic. A F sharp flat D. There you go. G B fart. Fart? No, I said flart. F L A R T. I just made it up. Okay. No, Jess said fart. Actually, she said chart. She did. I remember that. I don't know if I've laughed that hard in a while because she. It was. I had to pause because I was laughing so hard. I was snorting. I think there was some tears coming. (laughs) I could not believe she said chart. It was fantastic. She's cool chick. Mm Mm-hmm. So, thirteen years before between gigs, and then you were in Horizontal Boogeyman. No, then I moved to St. Louis. Yeah, and I was in some bands in St. Louis, and and, and nobody cares about St. Louis. We're talking about I know. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. well, I, I get it. So, but I, I didn't. I once I started, you never stopped. I, again. I haven't stopped since. Gotcha. You know, one, in one way or another, you know, I, I'm doing something, and and yeah. So I, I played with some bands in in St. Louis when I lived there. Moved back, went for an audition uh, for a singer. Yeah, actually, uh, I, I, saw, I think I saw it online. Audition for a singer. Right. It's like well, I can sing. <laughs> People tell me I can sing. If you haven't you checked, can sing. If you haven't checked out hashtag tunes with Todd, um, that doesn't mean I can sing. Just check it out. But uh, did you just plug some shit on my show? No, well I wouldn't do that. You should have. You should, should own it. I plug your shit. Oh, it's stupid. It's it's stupid. It makes me giggle. I'm glad you giggle because I have see, a lot of fun doing the, it. That's the one thing I don't scroll past when I see. Is it on that your right? Feed. Ah, ah, see what I did there. So there's a social media issue right there. Yeah, you we'll actually stop of that. We'll get to that. See, I second. know the show. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, but I, I went to this audition because like I can sing. I, my first time on stage ever, I was in second grade. I sang a song called "A Child of Hope" in the Christmas pageant or whatever the fuck Christmas play uh, here in town. Yeah, "Child of Hope in a World of Fear." That was the first line. But uh, again, where I want a camera because I know the look on my face is not pleasant. No, yeah, but that was my first time on stage. But uh, Christmas play, yeah, what the Catholic schools, man. And I wanted to bail 20 minutes before I was supposed to go on. <laughs> True story, did you really? I really did. I, I'll never forget it. Miss Bird was, was the music teacher. I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I looked out, I saw those people. Like, uh-uh. What do we say? <laughs> Nope, 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 I said, you know, what if? And so I said, well, that may be a kind of call. I said, well, let me go out to my car because I just so happened. <laughs> <laughs> Brought my fucking amp and, and took it down there. And we, we went through some songs. And, and uh, that, that band was called Alternate Ending. Nice. And it was it was kind of, a, it, it was just that. It was, it was the alternative shit, you know. And, and, right. You know, we did a little bit of, I can't remember that, all of our set. But I mean, you, you know. did we, Cumbersome. Of course we did. Everybody did Cumbersome. So I will never name them, but the three dudes I talked about on that solo show that I have to deal with fairly regularly that hate everything. Yeah. They decided the other day that they were going to rag me about Cumbersome because you know me as my friend. I fucking despise that song. Mm -hmm. But I love that song because I've made a lot of money off that song. So I did a really, really fast math calculation. Yeah. I kind of came up with a guesstimate of what I've made just off of that song. They didn't talk to me for about two days. 
No shit. I win. There you go. Carry on. No, and that's the thing about being in a cover band. You you play what people want to hear. Absolutely. And when you're not playing what people want to hear, you typically don't have, you're not going to have any gigs. Pretty much. Nobody's going to show up. Pretty much. And that's kind of what happened with that band to a degree. Right. Public yeah. service announcement. Know your audience, yeah. fuckers. Carry on. Sorry. So, you know, I, I like to slide those in when I can. I don't, I don't know what you fucking give my band history. I don't know, you know, if anybody gives a shit about that. But, I mean, but yes. I do. Aw. Aw. So I left that band. I did. I was like, you, you guys keep going. I will never give my band history because it would be a 17 hour fucking right. show. Right. I left that band. I said, you guys carry on. Good luck. Whatever. But and is that when you moved back to Louisville? I was, yeah, this was in Louisville. This, oh, so this, this alternate ending was here. Was here. It was right, about and I got confused. I thought it was intense. That's all right. This was it. I, I didn't qualify. But yeah, I'd moved back here and answered their ad. And, and so gotcha. this, these guys are in town. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, and, gotcha. You know, a few months after I left that band, one of the members called me and says, says Hey, you want to start a cheesy bar band? I said, Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I mean, and those were his words. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate. No, Fuck no, yeah. no, because I knew we'd play to people. Right. Right, you know, I knew if we put the right set together and and that that we would play play um, with people. So we we tried out uh, a couple drummers that didn't work, and and then we so we called uh, called the the guy, the other guy that was in alternate ending, and and right, and said you know hey you want to play and and he's like yeah I'll do it and and so it was actually three members of alternate ending and the other guy wasn't in it and, and he got a little pissy and but we made amends at some point, but because it, it wasn't set up to cut him out. Right. It, it was, just happened. It just, it just happened. She happened that way. Yeah. So we, you know, we went, I went through a couple of guitar player auditions and, and then, um, quick story about how I met Jeff Rogers. Cause Jeff Rogers played in the horizontal, they became the horizontal boogie band and that's Jeff played. He and I first played together in that band. Right. Saw him on stage at the Phoenix Hill Tavern. He's got his mohawk hairdo up on there. I've been mean, looking, looking all Jeffy, and and <laughs> yeah, he's got this. this looking all Jeffy. He's got this. It's either an orange or a pink Charvel, or but I know it was a hockey stick neck. Single pickup, right. single one one knob. It was volume, man. And let's and, see how good you are. Well, Do no. You remember the name of the band? Oh, sure. Okay, those sensational bastards. bastards. Great name, and. So I'm walking to the tap room. Freeze. Did you play the tap room when Sensational Bastards was playing the roof garden? Yeah. Were you downstairs? I don't know, but there was one or two Heaven Hill shows where they played when we played. Either they opened for us or were they covers or originals? Because I don't remember. They were, co- they were covers. And then I, they would have played when, when we played downstairs. I, yeah. You know what that means, right? We played the same venue at the same time and didn't know it. We didn't know it. So I'm walking to the I'm walking to the tap room, which is for those of you who don't know, it's the smallest fucking room in Phoenix Hill Tavern. It's usually reserved for acoustic acts, and we're bringing in subs and mains <laughs> and a sound guy, and it's like we'll show you we belong on a bigger stage. We'll suck louder, you know. So, <laughs> So, that's it. We're starting a new band called Suck Loud. <laughs> so, done. Show's uh, over. Wow. There it is. I, I've, I've achieved my goal. I got it. We're done. So, <laughs> I'm, wa- I'm walking through. I'm walking through the, the the roof garden, and they they were doing sound check or something like that. Right. I look up at Jeff and nonchalantly say, 
Hey, CC, what's up? And God damn. Right. You know, you apparently have a pattern of sticking your foot in your mouth. I was going to say, I've got some, I've got some. See, my show is, it's like psychology. It is. You're working out your issues. I'm noticing a pattern here as we're talking. I really am. You're a douchebag. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I thought it was a joke. You know, I thought I was just joking with the guy. And thank God Jeff's a good guy. You know what Stacy tells me all the time? What? Nobody gets your humor but you. No, she <laughs> And I know Kat tells you that because I've heard her tell God. you that. I know, but I'm funny, man. Just ask me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. This is the last show ever. So, but Jeff was cool and... and but yeah, so anyway, the, the one guitar player had to bail, and, and I thought of Jeff, and I called him. I said, hey, man, I'll work around those sensational bastards. Right. You know, this thing's just getting really, was really just getting started. We'd done a few few gigs, but, you know, if you'll do it, that'd be great. And no, I, I lied. He was my first call. He uh, So he joined, but he, he had to, to bail for school, and then. He's only sucking up, Jeff. He wants to no. buy the next gear that you buy. Oh. <laughs> Jeff is my official te- gear tester. Before before I, I've got Jeff's rig, and that's only because he loved it, and I've watched him play it, and I and I like, yeah, that'll work. I like that. Don't let him. I let him spend the money and test it. So Todd told me this years ago that he does that to Jeff. Oh, I do. And I thought you were lying. Oh no, you've seen it. And I saw it in Gas Money firsthand. Jeff bought this new rig, and by the way, as a drummer. You know most drummers don't pay attention to that shit, but you know I have an ear for that shit. Mm-hmm. I can tell good tone and bad tone. And I remember the first night, Je- I, don't, I don't remember the the gig, but when Jeff brought that rig in, I went, holy shit. And I remember watching you going, holy shit. You mm-hmm. just kept looking over at Jeff's yeah. side of the stage, and I went, yeah, Todd wasn't lying. Jeff's the tester. Todd will get one, and sure enough, you fucking got I one. I sure did. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's... uh. And here comes the bus. Fuck you, one trip. Fuck you. Oh, there we go. Yeah, my rig's so small now. I can I can literally... One trip. Yeah. I'm not even going to let you finish the L word, and I'm not going to give it to you. Like, one trip. Car to the venue. Say it again. Fuck No, not the, the other one. One trip. Venue to the car. One trip. Yeah. I'm home in bed, and Steven's going... I'm still breaking He's drums still down. breaking shit down, man. <laughs> but, but I appreciate you everything you do. But so... I don't know. Nice way to try to save face, motherfucker. I know. So I, I, but that's how Jeff and I started playing together. And, and, and but you, that's how horizontal boogeyman and all that. Stuff yeah. Came and then, to be. and we just we I, I fronted that band and and we just I, I'm not using the word we take off. We we were in heavy rotation. We were on the circuit. We were, right. We were gigging. I think at well the, the most, reason that's important is because our true story of how we met aside, that's what I knew you from musically. Yeah. Because I had seen that band. Yeah. And I remember going, oh, that's Drunken Suit Guy. Fuck him. Pretty and much. then, then yeah. it was where we met at Chips. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of HPB, and because I knew you could sing and play guitar. Wow. See how I did wow, that? I did. Wow. Just right back to Goodfellas. Like fucking Katana. <laughs> Not only Goodfellas, but because of that, that's how you got the call to be in Jefferson Tark Bus. Yeah. Because we were having singer issues, and Dave and I were talking about it, and he said, who can we get? And I said, my buddy Todd. In the first show that you did with us, you had a show at the River Stage, correct? It was Thunder. It was Thunder Thunder over Louisville. Thunder over Louisville. It wasn't River Stage. We were were playing, 
I know it was close well, to where we were because we were in Wicks, New Albany. One would think it should be. Well, true. But because of Thunder, and I didn't think about that. We we were playing, it was it was actually a bar called Static. Had been third base in Jeff down by the river. That's right, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, not, not or maybe it was base. third base. Doesn't matter. But we, we played that, and there was another band coming on after us. So we broke down. I left my gear there, and I asked the next, talk about trust. I, le- I asked the guys in the band, the next band, to watch my shit. Yep. Left it up on stage. Took me, you all were like halfway through your first set by the time I got, yep. got over. We and, and, threw you under the fucking bus to the wolves and in the fire all in one shot yeah. because we didn't even have a rehearsal. Yeah. You li- You're done. Yeah. That's two. Is that's only two? It's only two. Okay, then do it again. No. no edit and then do, do it because I interrupted it. No. Okay. I don't care. So yeah. Because now I'm questioning myself if that was two or three. Yeah, right. So yeah, so I showed up at, at Wix and, and- Remember, when you leave- I can add whatever I want. I know. Be nice to me. I'm just kidding. Uh, we didn't even have a rehearsal. No. You just showed up, jumped on stage, and we you took us to the rest of the night. And I've told you this to your face. I wrote about it in the book, and I will tell you on the podcast. You fucking killed it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not just because you did uh, two gigs that night. You fucking killed it. And you were our singer till the end. Yeah. Well, Pat came in for about a month, but that's when Dave and I, we already talked about that on his episode, because you couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I was traveling. Yeah. You were traveling way too much yeah. with your big boy well, job. Well, in, in that would that's your money? No. And Damn that's it. that's really the, the... He always says no. I, Every time I ask him, he says no. One day he's going to say yes, because I'm not going to stop asking. Because the day you say yes, I'm going to freak out, and then I'm just going to not take it. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. But the thing with that was, though, I mean, you had three guys in that band that did it for a living. That That is their sole source of income. Right. And, and it was it was getting to the point where I was traveling and having to travel, and they were and having, we were having to get fill-ins. And, yeah, and, and to me, it wasn't fair to you guys right. who depend on that for your, as your sole source of income. Right. No, I get it. To to do that. So, yeah, I, I bailed and Pat came in and, and he's a great singer. And, oh, and, Pat's a phenomenal singer. But I did play, I did play Tark Bus's very last gig. I'll you never did. forget. It was a boot scoot. If and, you remember. Uh, Floyd Knobs. Floyd's Knobs. And what I remember about that is I photoshopped, I use the word very lightly, I cut and pasted <laughs> my face over Pat's face. Or Jack's face, one or the other. Oh, I, I cut, cut and pasted my face over theirs for for the last uh, the last uh, ad, the, the last advert. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a slight slight edit, and it was funny because it was black and white, and the rest of the pictures were color. And I, yeah. I used the black and white photo on that and said, "I had to make a change of the poster." You no, know? Yeah, that was pretty funny. But it really wasn't talk about his last show. It was our last bar gig because the next day we played a benefit at, at PHT, and that was actually the very. That last, was the very last show, yes. Before yep. classic and after a while. But yeah, yeah. it kind of, it, yeah, that was done. So, yep. but that was a good time. I had some great gigs with, with Tark Bus. I mean, oh, yeah, we, we had a lot of we fun. We had a lot of fun I've with been, it. Uh, look, I said it on Dave's episode and I'm not going to rehash it here. I, that band was great for what it was and for what we did. Yeah. It's oh. a fucking party band. It was. If you, can't, if you can't deal with that, I don't know what to tell you because that's what we were. Yeah. And good for them. I mean, they're, oh, I'm not 100% sure when this will post, but. That show at Mercury will more than likely be sold out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it'll be fun. Dave, I'm not coming. I'll be there. Motherfucker, you know I'll be there. Damn. <laughs> I'm trying to be all hard and shit, and you're ruining it. Eh, can't help that. 
All right. I'm done talking about your history. Thank you. So let's move on to social media issues. All right, so what do you got for me about social media issues? You've listened to the show. I don't have to run through the fucking gamut. Give me what you got. I miss MySpace. The glittery shithole time suck? MySpace was easy. It was... You know what I liked about MySpace before you carry on? MySpace was... And I think Carl said this when he was here. Hold on. I'm going to say it, and I don't know if Carl said it, because I don't, my memory's not that good. It was a music page. Absolutely. That's what that's what Carl said, Did and he? he was 100% right. MySpace was so geared towards music. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. I, I interrupted you. You know, it was, it was posters and or pictures, and, and you'd see who's person was the, 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 the top friend and well remember if you remember let's test your memory this is where my score brain comes in because for some reason i can fucking remember this so many people bitched about the top eight tom the creator of myspace made it a top 12 you remember that i do mm-hmm. because so how come i'm not in your top eight man <laughs> so he added four more and you could be in the top 12 i had a buddy and and i was i was a top friend for a long time <laughs> i really was <laughs> Then, then one day, then one day, I, I log on and, and I'm like, "Who's Cheryl?" <laughs> well, t- turns out he married her, but, uh, but I'm, like, I'm like, "What the fuck?" You felt like you got shitted, didn't you? I did. But yeah, MySpace was simple, and and look, I, Facebook is a time suck, and and I I suck a lot of time, and you know it's. You do. Let's edit that, please, because I don't like the way I said that. Oh, no. <laughs> but, nope. you know, for as many times as you've thrown me on the, under the bus on social media issues, and that is exactly why I'm sitting here tonight, because I felt the need to come and fucking defend myself. I'm not even going to defend myself. I'll say this. No, because it's really... First of all, it is in good fun, but second of all, yeah. it's really never anything bad. No, I, because it's shit I've said to your face. I know. And I, it's and just I more laugh. fun to do it in well, front of a microphone. Oh, it is, and it's even funnier <laughs> after I listen to the episode and I text you, "Dick," you know. I yeah. mean, I enjoy with that. about seven eyes, yeah. which actually reads "Dick." There it is, and you know, I, 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 I've been that political guy, stuttering prick. Yeah, yeah, right. I've been that. And if you've noticed recently, I are not anymore. Did I make you feel bad, or are you just finally no. over politics? No, I'm just I'm just kind of done with it. I mean, it's uh, thank God. I, 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 look, <laughs> I, I never said I was quick. <laughs> I, dude, I just discovered the best new show. I mean, and you really need to check it out. It's called Friends. It is so cool. It's about these six people. They didn't make enough money to afford that apartment, right? Let's just. Leave There's no there. way. Okay, but anyway, I'm I'm always a little behind the <laughs> behind the behind the times. And, and I did like the picture frame around the peephole, though. Right. Kara, did you notice the apartment number kept changing? No, I never got that far into it. Okay, well, I had to see something on Facebook that showed me that. But see what I did there? Well done. See what I did there? Well done. Um, but yeah, I got into the the. Your party sucks. Your candidate sucks. Everything about them sucks. And oh my God, I can't believe they did this. And, and I'd scroll past the people that would say, your party sucks and your candidate sucks. And everything about you sucks because you like that candidate. And- Pause. By the way, I do this in real life to him all the time. And for whatever reason, he does it with me and it makes me happy. 
Unpause. And because of that, everything <laughs> sucks. And, and the, the personal attacks and the unfriending because you believe this or you right. like that. And at some point, I guess I just went, you know what? There's not a fucking thing that any one of them <laughs> can say to me about their candidate in their position. It's right. going to change my mind. Conversely, there's nothing that I'm going to say that's going to affect or change them. Exactly. So now I'm all about kitten videos. Kitten videos, hashtag tunes with Todd. And like Stacy said, kids and puppies. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in funny shit. And, you know. And well, I have noticed, jokes aside, I have noticed that your political shit has gone away for the most part. I see one every now and then and I'm just, nah, whatever. But. Truth be told, the reason, besides that it's just fun for me, the reason that I like to throw you under the bus all the time or bring you up during social media issues is because you and I are actually a testament to what we, let me rephrase that, what I kind of preach about. You and I don't agree. There's a fuck ton of shit you and I don't agree on. Right. And we hang out. All the time. We play in a band together. Yeah. Not only do we do that, we go to each other's houses. Yeah. We have dinner. Yep. We have coffee together. We drink together. Well, I sometimes drink. Yeah. But we are around each other for hours. And we never argue. What don't we talk about? We don't talk about it. No, we don't talk None about the shit that we disagree on. Yeah. And that's kind of the point. It is fun to throw you under the bus as my best and friend. I, and I know that. But that is. aside, it's it's literally true. We're a testament to what the fucking rest of the world needs to see. Sure. Because on paper, you and I should not be friends. We really should. No. And that's, so I guess that's, that's where we are at this point. Oh my God, I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Thanks. Um, I just look around and go, you know what? It ain't changing nothing. No. And, you know, it's, uh, let's just move on, you know, and scroll. 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 <laughs> scroll. Let's go back to MySpace. Boobies, stop. <laughs> scroll. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the greatest meme ever today, and I think Robin posted it. I'm going to fuck it up. It was a great episode, by the way. It was a great episode. Robin. Booby trap, spelled backwards, is party boob. <laughs> <laughs> Things you didn't know. Yeah, I had no clue. I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't either, but now every time you see booby trap, yeah, I know think exactly party what boob. I'm going to think party boob. But, uh,. <laughs> So yeah, I just know I just keep scrolling now and 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 now it's more who's gigging where, right? What's going on this weekend? Um, I care about the, the the personal stuff that people, what's going on in their lives because I will say this: as negative as social media can be and has become, mm-hmm. and I've been sucked into that. It's also one of the coolest fucking things ever. Absolutely, I which is which is why, and I'm not patting myself on the back, but which is why the social media issues is on my show. Sure. That's why I wanted it because Hoback said it, the very first person I had in here hanging out. Jokingly, he said it, but it's true. He's made a fuck ton of money on Facebook. He's made a fuck ton of friends on Facebook. Real life friends. He's made a fuck ton of connections that have gotten him certain gigs or introduced him to this cool person that he really digs. Mm -hmm. When it's used, my opinion, when it's used for what it was created for, it is the most amazing thing on the planet. I think I joined Facebook in 09 and I don't know when it started, but I think it was 09 and when I, when I joined and I know that I had a Facebook before Stacy and I started dating and we've been together almost 10 years. Okay. 
right. And I'm not trumping you. I'm just saying. No, no. And yet again, late to the party because yeah. when I first heard, I was MySpace, and when I first heard, I had I, both. When I heard about Facebook, I thought it was high school and college kids doing it. Right. Well, yeah. it, it, it kind probably of was. was when it first started. And now they're gone to Snapchat, and all the old farts are still on Facebook arguing about politics. But, <laughs> you know, but, um, what was really cool was I was able to to, to reconnect with. I love you. <laughs> I really do love you. I really love you too. That's awesome. I was able to connect with people that I went to grade school with in Nashville. Right. Had no idea where they were, what they were up to, where they what they were doing, right. how their life turned out. And, right. You know, and because of social media, because of Facebook, I mean, I've watched their children grow up. You know, right. I've watched promotions. I've watched moves, multiple moves to different places. And they're interacting with me. And, and I had to go to Nashville on business. Not to, man, it's been a couple of years ago, but I went to Nashville on business. I was there for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in Nashville. Let's have beers. Right. You know, and hadn't in literally, sorry, hadn't seen them. In, sorry, the in, tour out of the way. Yeah, I know. In 30 years. Well, my tour out of the way, if you want to do yeah, that. I'm done. Care. No, it's your thing. So, <laughs> um, but you know, so we had, we had beers in Nashville at World of Beer or whatever. And, and but I hadn't laid eyes on these yeah, guys. The best cheese tray. Oh my God. And I had not laid eyes on them in 30 years. Right. And here we are, we're drinking beers and, and, and you know, we're eating apps and catching up. And it's just that, that part of it to me is so cool. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's me. I heard a comedian, um, Louis CK, one of my favorite comedians. Don't email me any bullshit about what he did or what he didn't do. I don't want to fucking hear it. The guy's funny. I don't care if he jacked off in a mirror and blew a load in his own face. Me too. The dude's funny. Did you just sign language me? Because I don't know what that meant. That was a hashtag. Me too. I hate you. I finally said it on the show. I fucking hate you. Yeah, I hate you too. I know. Now, but what I was getting at is he was making fun of this generation. And in, in, in the context of the joke, it was extremely funny. But it's one of those jokes... Three, four days that later, you're still thinking about it. And he's right. He was talking about people in, in cell phones, bitching about how long a text takes. Now, I know we live in the information age. I get it. We're in social media issues section of my show. I get it. But how many times have those of us that use this shit every day really stopped and thought about it? You type something on a phone and sent it. And somebody else got it. You didn't call them. Right. You didn't do the rotary thing. Right. You type something. And obviously we all know our friends cannot fucking spell. But you type something. <laughs> You're welcome. Ducking hate that. <laughs> but you, see, you get what I'm saying? It, it does kind of fascinate me that we never stop and think about how good we have it. Oh, first world problems, man. But you get what I'm saying. It's just, we take everything for granted. Sure. And then we bitch when shit doesn't work. Oh, you tree. Uh, yeah, I, I know. That's an inside joke. I have Sprint, and Sprint is the worst fucking carrier ever. ever. And every time I try to talk you out of getting a new carrier. I can't. You work a deal with them. I and do. they give you what you They're want. They're paying me to, to use their phones at this point. <laughs> they actually are. I mean. That's it's, not an exaggeration. It's, it's damn close, because I have tried. <laughs> I can't quit them. I have, I have tried 
to to leave Sprint so many times, and I know that I know this is outside of social media. No, it's not. Well, but I've tried. I've tried Do to leave. Do you use them. Facebook on your phone? Of course, it's in social media right. issues. But yeah, there, there's their signal is so fucking bad, oh, and okay. and every and I do I call and even other carriers. I had this one guy at Target one day goes, "Hey, tell me about your cell phone carrier. I bet I could save you some money." I looked and I said, "No, you can't." No, no. He goes, "No, what? I don't, no, no." I bet I can. He says, "Well, what are you paying for this?" And I said, "Well, I've got unlimited everything, and my phone wipes my ass for me, and I pay, you know." <laughs> You know, and I'm like, and I pay X dollars a month for two lines. And he looked at me, he goes, and in Target, he goes, shit. <laughs> so at that point, I knew I can't leave them because I will lose everything. I mean, you know, and I'll pay out the nose. So I, I've wanted to. So I have to put up with shitty signal on the Western fucking Kentucky Parkway. Right. And every time I call Todd. He's on the Western Kentucky Parkway for whatever reason. And a tree just grows up right in his oh, front seat. Yeah, right. Tree just pops up and blocks my signal and I and it's gone. And I'm just talking. Talking. Or he's ta- he's in the middle of a sentence and I'm going, Motherfucker. <laughs> and whoever calls who back first, the first thing out of my mouth, what's the last thing you heard? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the last thing I heard was that was it. Yep. But so, so yeah, these these are all first world world problems. I mean, so yeah, you you type a text and it goes and you get it, and it doesn't matter where you are. No, you in California? Guess what? You, you got my text. text. The the thing that I that, that I loved about that joke that Louis C.K. told was, and I'm not trying to copy his joke. It was just it was awesome how he said it. He, he said he was imitating two people, and he said, "Well, when did you send me that text? If I sent it to you a month ago, it's fucking amazing." Right. He's right. Yeah. It really is if you think about it. But we take everything for granted. Yeah. You and I know we had to use rotary phones. We had to use push button phones. Uh-huh. We, there was no phone in your fucking pocket. Have you ever walked so fucking far that you fucking fall because of the, the cord rips rips out of your hand? And you, I've done that. Yeah. I, I the battery in my cordless phone ran out. I've jerked phone plugs out of the wall. Yeah. My favorite is when you jerk the phone plug out of the wall. You jerk the what? You jerk the what? You jerk the what? You jerk. Yeah, yeah. Fire. <laughs> anyway, he jerked the phone plug out of the wall. He jerked the phone plug out of the wall because you jerked the tabletop of the road of the uh, the, the push button, yeah. the old seventies yeah. phones. You jerked that off of the table. Yep. And then everything falls yep. and follows, and then usually somewhere in there you fall. Yeah, exactly. You fuckers don't know yeah, no what we had to put up with. No clue. It should oh. turn into the old people's podcast. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> See? Where these are found, see? It was in a room in your <laughs> house, house, see? Usually in the hall, see? And there was only one. And you had to wait for it. And God forbid you called somebody and they were on the phone. <laughs> then you get the... Th- and God forbid you had to call somebody that had a zero in their number. Oh, that took forever. <laughs> forever. Oh, my God! 502. Five zero zero four zero zero nine. You couldn't even get away with the last one. It's a fucking nine. <laughs> you just went into Paul Stanley. I like how you people. <laughs> okay, people. Anyway, so yeah, it's, I, we we kind of went all over the place, but social media for me, I dig it on the whole. And, oh, I do, and too. I'm digging it more, and and I am. 
relaxing more with it because it's it's for me at this point it, it's things are good and I, I'm I'm seeing where my buddies are playing music and when we're right. not playing I occasionally I'll go out and and well I think one of my one of my favorite things about it because I don't as many people as I've had on here I've never really talked about what I like about it when I have people hanging. Because it's you, obviously, you and I talk about this all the right. time. Because I called you the day that, uh, I think it was James Blunt had retweeted my tweet or some shit. And I was like, dude, fucking James Blunt like my shit. And I was like a 12-year-old. But the point is, it's kind of cool because you can connect with people that you could never connect with before. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, James Blunt and I are not going to become friends. We're not going to hang out, go have beer. I get it. I'm not stupid. But it was just kind of cool thinking that through the little thing in my hand, I'm connected with somebody who I look up to and admire because he's a great musician. Sure. And he kind of dug something that I did and retweeted it or whatever it was. I've had a similar experience in things we always say. It's not a one up. It's just a, Hey, I recognize. Right. Um, Ducky. Huh? I know. Ducky from pretty in pink who became Alan Harper. I love Ducky. Yeah. Who became Alan Harper on uh, two and a half men. Uh, John Cryer. He either retweeted something I did or liked. I've never put that together. Steven's head just exploded. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's because I'm not a big fan of Two and a Half Men, but as soon as you said that and it clicked in my brain, I went, holy shit. You're right. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, he either either retweeted or he he liked one of my tweets or responded to one of my tweets. And I'm going, holy shit. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, damn. But yeah, so I mean, you, you do. I mean, it, it's uh, you know, I, I've I've had uh, Facebook Messenger conversations with a uh, national touring musician that, right. that that I would never ever even think I could ever talk to. Right. And we're just typing to each other like we're the best of buds for a half an hour. And I'm like, you know, this guy is multi platinum artist, yada yada yada. Right. And, and and I don't like. So I'm not saying that to brag. It's just wow. No, I get it. No, I get it, but that, but that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, though. because you, we, all of us, take that shit for granted. Sure. Yeah, I said, and I'll tell you who I sent it to, and I don't care if he ever responds or not. I sent a an email to James Michael. Do you know who James Michael is? You can tell him my face. I don't. Exactly why I asked you. The I question. know you're an ass. <laughs> yes, I am. Who's James Michael? He's a singer for Six AM. Oh. And he's most people don't know. Let me rephrase that. A and lot I, of people you know, may like, not know. I didn't know who he was, but I do like 6 a.m. Anyway. Right. I, did, I, I knew that about mm-hmm. you. But a lot of people may not know he was a producer long before he was a singer for 6 a.m. Him and DJ Ashby and Nikki Six have been friends for a while. He produced a bunch of records for a lot of people, one of them being one of the Motley Crue records. Um, and he did some stuff for DJ Ashby and then a bunch of pop people. Long story short, he has a podcast now. And he kind of open this forum to write in, ask questions or tell your story or do this, that right. or the other. And I usually don't do that kind of shit, but I was like, I really want to fucking email this dude because I've listened to so many quote famous people sure. talk and in interview. There's, he comes off super real. And I don't care if he ever emails me back. I could give two shits. Mm-hmm. It was just cool. He was like, Hey, this is my email address for the show. You got a story. You got a question. Email me. I was So he did. I did. And the title was compelled. I felt compelled to email the guy. I've never felt compelled to email anybody. I just don't. And I don't want to say I don't give a shit as in I don't fucking give a shit. I'm too cool. It's just why. Right. Oh, you're famous and I'm not. Let me email you. 
but it was something about it. But the point I'm getting at, because of, of social media and being able to connect freely the way that we do now, it I'm going to be cheesy. It brings people together, and it's cool. But everybody's shitting on it. Yeah. Like, they shit on everything. I shit. I did. You know, I, I put it out there, and, and I, like I said, it was just a decision on my part. I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, well, and that's cool. You know, and... It, but Thank God, I'm tired of scrolling past your stuff, because I miss your good stuff. You do. Cause I there, do. You, I sprinkle it in there. You do. Sprinkle it in there. It's like, ah, shit, 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 shit. Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> Boob. Yeah, boob, yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be my next Facebook status. Just boob. So, <laughs> scroll not two, just one. Just one. Just scroll past that. Boob. But, boob. Fucking pipe down on the negativity, people. Dig. 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 High five in a microphone. So let's move on to stories from the stage. All right, so, because you're here and you can actually defend yourself, totally throwing you under the bus. You said, before we started recording, and I quote, I don't have any stories from this day. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. <laughs> you did kind of pout about it, though. I don't I don't have it. I mean, look, I've listened to some great stories from the stage, man. I've listened to some douchebag talk about a mellow band in a hippie bar. You know, I, I've heard... The guy's a total douche. He is a douche. You know, I've I've heard about about I think he was called a fucking prick drummer once. I've heard about yeah, I've heard about you know wasn't on the stage, but but I heard about you know punching the guitar player in the face because he didn't want to go to work. You know, I mean, I've heard I've I've heard about about holding your dick next to Charlie fucking Pride in the in the restroom of the Grand Old Opry. So I, you know, I've I've heard some really cool stories from the stage, and I'm going, I am a cover band guy in Louisville, Kentucky. I haven't toured, you know, I don't have any bus stories. I don't have any tour stories, you know? And I, so yeah, I mean, I've got some great memories, but do they make great stories from the stage? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, you know, some of the shit came out of frustration. I mean, you know, uh, the, the band alternate ending. I mean, you know, I, we, we were playing, we were playing this pizza joint in New Albany. Um, I like pizza. <laughs> and there was nobody there. Nobody. Oh, we did that once. Yeah, we'll get to <laughs> yeah. See, I see another pattern. Yeah, but this is back. Moral of this story is don't play pizza joints. Right. And I mean, and we're playing all this heavy shit, and 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 we go into Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name, and and I didn't see, I didn't play guitar on that one. All I did was I got real mad and shortened. You were mad because there was an empty room. Oh, it was horrible. I get it. It, it, it was horrible, and. So I decided to do it with a very distinctive lisp. Who cares? Nobody's there. Yeah, nobody's there. Those of us who have forces. I've the same that burn crosses. <laughs> Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. You know, and <laughs> the guitar player. I look over at him and Coke can red because he's oh, so it mad. is Coke can red. <laughs> and I and I look at him, I go, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> and 
I see your wound there. Here's <laughs> some salt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was memorable to me just because that was just me making a statement going, you know, fuck, there's nobody here. Who cares? No, Nobody I, cares. So I'm going to give a story from the stage that involves you, but from my perspective. Yeah. Yes, it was your second show with Tark Bus. You already know where I'm going. That was this, a chow wagon. It was a chow wagon. Now, this is not in any way condescending, but I had not known how big of crowds you had played in front of before that gig with us. Yeah. And I just remember we got there, we sound checked, everything was fine, went and ate, probably Joe's Crab Shack or whatever the fuck we did. And when we got back, if my guesstimation is right, there was about 7,000 people there. It was loaded, man. 6,000? It was packed. And I remember we walked on stage and you had that air suck moment. Only the musicians will know what that means, and I'm not going to explain it. I'm just going to leave that where it is. I remember looking at you going, he's going to fucking murder it. He's going to kill it. And you did. You fucking killed it. Oh, man. You had 7,000 people right in the palm of your hand. And it was awesome. Thank you. It was awesome for me to watch it because, like I said, I had no idea what you had done crowd-wise before that. So it's not condescending at all. No, I get it. You you had no idea. Again, because you were always gigging. I was always gigging. Right. But I had done crowds like that. Right. Yeah. At different venues. You killed it. Yeah. Thank you. Now, I will throw myself under the bus in your honor. Oh, yeah? HBB was doing... Because at that time, we you were in both bands for a minute. Yeah. So, fast forward. Yeah, fast forward. To Derby. To Derby. Kentucky Derby Day. Kentucky Derby Day. HBB is playing 4th Street Live. Yep. Oh, do you want, you want to tell this one? Oh, you can tell. Oh, I'll just I'll just do the lead up. Oh, okay. I'll just do the lead up. We've got Four Street Live, and there is seven thousand people there. <laughs> it's a shit time. Now, I can sing a lot of shit, and there's just some shit I can't sing. Mm-hmm. I cannot sing ACDC. I can do Bon Scott, but I can't do Brian Johnson. That ain't another difference. There's a difference. I, it's a joke, oh. people. Damn, dude. Did only, you see me puff up? I did, but what I don't... What do you I, mean? I only did that to see if I could get their heart rate to go oh, up well, that it, fast. Damn, it did to me. That was cool. You do Brian Johnson very well. And Thanks. you murder shook me all night long. And I don't I said, know why. But, but, but he does. I was like, dude, you. I can't do it, but they'll love it. And the rest of them, they'll follow. If, right. they, if they, if the other musicians on stage don't know it, I, th- I think the bass player didn't know it. But yeah, he'll follow. Let's do it. Get up here and sing. Okay, so that yeah, that's the lead up. Now, the only irony is, to me, the only irony is most of you that know me personally and have stalked me on Facebook, I wear a lot of driver's caps, which is basically the the ACDC hat, yeah, so to speak. Here's where I throw myself under the bus. I finally give in and I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I think it was the beginning of the second set or the third set or yeah. whatever. It was the beginning of a set. I did this great intro for you too, man. Huge intro. Guess who's here? We've got Stephen O'Reilly from Jefferson Turkbass going to come up and sing a song. It's about how long it went. And he keeps going. My head's growing huge. And I'm sitting on the back of the stairs at the back of the stage on the So I walk up, hands me a mic, and my body freezes right at the edge of the drum riser. I couldn't move my foot past the edge of the drum riser. And I had started the opening lick by this point. And you started the opening lick by that point. And I fucking froze. And the reason I froze, I wasn't behind my drums. Yep. I don't have a problem being in front of crowds. 
think the biggest crowd I've ever been in front of is about 12,000. Yeah, that's a lot of people. 11, oh, it's huge. It's a sea of heads. Yeah. And it was amazing. And I want to do that every fucking day. Right. From behind my drums. <laughs> I don't want to be out front. I'm right. naked. I'm exposed. Yeah. That's right. Not naked. Naked. Yeah. So you had to coax me. Is it? See that big word I used? Uh-huh. And get me past the drum riser. Uh-huh. You even fed me the first line, a line that I know because I sing that song all the time. I looked at you and said, she was a fast machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and I think at one point, if my memory serves me, you actually kind of did the whole shoulder thing. Like, come on, move past the drum riser. Get up here. Oh, that's funny. I, See, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember. I don't know why all that sticks out in my head. But I remember all that because I couldn't move. It was so weird for me to be not to be on stage, not behind my drums, mm-hmm. and I, with just a mic in my hand. Yeah. And then about halfway through the song, I assume is where I got into it. only because I've seen try. video of it. Yeah. There's and there's a picture of me somewhere on the very edge of one of the monitors. Yeah. Screaming my ass off, yeah. and by then I was in, yeah. but. I, it freaked me the fuck out to no end. So from that day forward, which I've always given respect to musicians, but from that day forward, I give even more respect to you fuckers that are out front because I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> you guys can have that, that shit. Was, that's a great memory. I do remember that. You forgot yeah. about that till I just told you, didn't you? I did. You know, it's a, oh, I froze like a. It was like somebody hit me with a freeze ray. <laughs> I was done. That is fucking funny. I'm gonna give you one more though. Yes, and I'm gonna ta- and and I'm gonna take it back to the Chow Wagon show mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks prior. I'm doing my front man thing and, and having you know where I'm going with. <laughs> yes, I do. And I'm you know it's so <laughs> got all these people out there and and we're and I'll I'll never forget that we were doing we were doing Rebel Yell. I remember the song. And it's a nice day for a cardigan. Yeah, it was a nice day for a cardigan. I saw that and. Uh, so I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing the rock star big hands big motion stuff and I decided to to do a uh right at the solo slide across the stage on my knees in in front of Junie and 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 do the whole Jimi Hendrix you know guitar on fire finger thing as he's right in front of him Putting on, on, on my knees as as he's doing the solo this motherfucker <laughs> Walked away from me. He did. I was there on stage. I he, witnessed it. He turned and took 12 steps to the other side of the stage and left me on my knees in front of five, six, seven thousand people <laughs> fingering nobody. <laughs> Good day, kids. Fingering nobody. Oh, God. So, I, you know, after the show, I... I said, Junie, you fucking left me, man. You left me. You left me there. He goes, man. And this is, I'm not imitating Junie. This is just my recollection. He goes, right. he goes, man, I really got to see that stuff in my head when I'm playing, especially that solo. And you were distracting me, so I had to get away from you. <laughs> I was like, it was so matter of fact. Warn somebody. <laughs> Give me a heads up. Let me know you're gonna leave me. Right. Exactly. So that that's that's I was I was naked. I was naked there. Naked. I was naked. But uh some stage naked. Stage naked. So yeah, that's I, I had my own memory from the chow wagon. I uh, forgot about that. God. Ugh. Left me left me kneeling there. Yeah, we've only known each other five, six years, but goddamn, we've done a lot of shit. We have done some shit. I mean, we were in a country band together. Uh, yeah. 
I miss that band. It was a good band. That was a. I'll say it. It was a it fucking great band. It was a great band. And I've said it on the show, and I wrote about it in the book. I fucked, fucked that band. No, I hey, fucked that band right. up. See, I'm not going to let you fall on the sword totally. Okay, I'll give you the hilt. All right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you didn't know I knew yeah, that, did you? Coax and hilt. I'm keeping track. So... We just came up with a shit ton of band names. Yeah, the Cokes and Hilt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that was a great band, and I mean, we you know we we opened up for a couple national touring artists, and, and we did and talk about a sea of fucking heads. Yeah. Jesus Christ! It dug us absolutely. I mean, it, it wasn't a matter of show me what you well, got. I mean, right, they, they and, dug us right, and you. I talked about it on Dave's episode how much nicer country oh, musicians are than rock musicians take note fuckers oh it's true so much nicer dude i got night the, and day i got the i got the phone number from the base the touring bass player uh from eli young no it was actually thompson square hey, no you're right my bad yeah see memory and thing. i was going down to nashville and i, and I texted him hey man where are you gonna be i'm gonna be in town this weekend oh, i'm gonna be at tootsies what time are you go on and blah 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 so you know went down to see him at tootsies and and, and you know yeah so much nicer and it just Night and night and day. Sorry, I totally went Sinatra there. Not even close singing it wise, but I but it's night and day between. I see what you did there. See, see what I did. See, <laughs> but it, it's it, there's no attitude. There's no there's no. no ego. No, at least not a not not a huge ego. Not with there. I've said it before. I've said it in the book, and I hate to keep repeating myself. Eventually, somebody will tell me to stop. You have to have an ego to do what we do. A small one. Yeah, yeah a little bit. A ego. A, yeah. You need to keep fucking yeah. self in check, but you have to have an ego doing it's, it's, what we do. It's got to be fed. I mean, Absolutely. you know, it's uh, it's part of the reason why we do what we do. You step out, you pose, you play, and and you like you finger the air, you finger yeah, or finger nobody, yeah, that too. You get know? left hanging on your knees. Yeah. Wow, wow, this one makes a bad porn you movie. Done it though. Oh. Brown chicken, brown cow. I knew you were gonna do that. That's why I fed it to you. I fed you that one. <laughs> So let's move on to what am I listening to? I will say one thing before you start talking. You've been listening to a lot of shit lately. I have. I have. I'll make it. I'll make it really short. No, um, you can talk as long as you want, man. Thanks, man. You're in a safe space. Oh, I feel safe. Um, Facebook had this thing since I stopped doing politics where it was <laughs> that's it. Oh, wow. It was, like, it was the 10 day record challenge. Right. Uh, named, I actually partook. I in know that you one. did. And, and that was hard for me. Yeah. You don't do that. And, no, but it was t- 10 days and 10 albums that, that changed your life. It got me thinking about music, but not only that, I was watching other people and what they were posting and what albums changed their life. Mm-hmm. And, and I started listening to full albums again. Right. Which was funny. I just popped in my head. You, <laughs> You listen to the Tori Amos record and you text me too much piano. <laughs> yes, I did. I laughed for like 20 minutes when you texted me. You're that. welcome. Oh God, that was amazing. Sorry, carry but, on. No, that's all right. So yeah, so I've been, I've been, I've rediscovered the joy of listening to, al- to albums because I've been downloading and iPoding and Spotify, Spotifying or, or Pandoraing or Rhapsodying. And- did you know the Bar Star podcast is on Spotify? We'd like to thank Spotify for having the Bar Star Podcast. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? So I started listening to, to full records again, and, and forgot the simple joy of that because I've been shuffling for so long. 
yeah. artist, different song, different genre. I mean, I my my shit will go fucking Julie London, yeah, to to Disturbed, yeah, you know, back to back. And so, but so I've I've been I've been purposely trying to listen to new records stuff again. and re- and full records again. And one of the chicks I've been listening to recently is, is a artist by the name of Lindsay L. She was here in support of Brad Paisley in open for Brad. And then she did. Right. She's, you gave me her. She, I have not listened to her yet. She's on my list though. Yeah, I dig it. You know, and, but I, you know, it's like, okay, I've never heard of her. I listened to her because she did, she did, she did a set at PBR on Fourth street live after the Paisley show. Which right. I, and that's, I saw some video of her. I'm like, who's that? She's not a local artist. Right. But I've listened to her. I've listened to Midland. I've listened to Butch Walker, Marvel's three. Um, um, pink. Pink. I've listened to Pink. It's, you know, it's, I've never been, you know, I'm more, more of a rock guy than, than, so I've been trying to expand and listen to these things. I've listened to uh, Black Dub. I've listened to, I, I'm just, I'm trying new stuff. Right. And it doesn't mean I like it, but I'm listening to it. And I'll never say it sucks. I just don't dig it. Right. You know, and there's there's been some stuff in there like, man, this is really cool. I dig it. And by the way, for those who are listening that is not patronizing towards me, you actually do believe in that. I do. No, I do. You and I have talked about that. Since yeah. Known each I mean, other. now granted, there 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 are some of these albums I'm going, I've got to be close <laughs> to being done. How can I only be on track four of 20? You know, um, Steve Wilson. Um, I think his name's Steve Wilson, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it's just fucking funny. But I, you know, I power through and I, and I listen to no, it. All. I so it. so I I'm trying it. to listen to all different stuff and, and I'm keeping track of what I'm listening to and, 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 and posting on social media actually going, Hey, I, and I think in the last week I've listened to 14 albums in the last week nice. and, and just, just trying some new stuff to see what's what I, I even listened to Tesla's great radio controversy again. And, Such a great record. And I forgot how much I love rock music oh, yeah. and what rock was. Pure rock, music. pure rock, and so yeah, I mean it's uh, I'm I'm kind of all over the place, but uh, it's I'm having I'm having a blast doing it. Um, no, and that's cool because that's obviously I've wanted you on the show. You're my, my best friend, well, one of my best friends. I mean, my wife is my best friend, but you get my point. I, of course, I do. Look, you want to make out? No, damn it. Dave said yes. I uh, know. I was. My well, wife said no. That's why I said no. If she's not going to kiss you, I sure as fuck ain't going to do it. Damn. <laughs> Motherfucker. Not nothing. No, seriously. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. But I know, because I know a lot about you, and we know a lot about each other, We, I wasn't really sure how we were going to do this. But the point I'm getting at is I was excited about what are you listening to because I've been seeing your yeah. post and all your shit that you've been listening to. Some of the records that I've listened to that I posted, some of the records that Carl has posted, who Carl is kind of the one that, Carl is the one. Yeah, he nominated he me. He nominated too. me, and I finally did a one of those favorite thingy mo bobs. But yeah, it was really cool knowing what you were going to talk about on the "What Are You Listening To" part because there's so much shit you've been listening to. Oh, lately. it's just it's just all over the place. And Carl too. Carl posts oh, Carl, like 15, 20 records a week. Well, he's he's on a mission. He is on a mission. You know, he's he's on a, a fifty-two week, and I don't even know what all he's listening to. But I I, I scroll and look at the genres going, you know. You're listening. What? 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 what that's a genre. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what is that? Subcore death funk. <laughs> let's see. Just let's see. I've got Black Dub, Blackstone Cherry, Butch Walker, Porcupine Tree. Listen to them. Listen to Midland. 
uh, Pink, Stephen Wilson, and yes, I'm I'm checking my handheld device here because I don't remember every I don't remember everything that I've listened to this He's week. He's got on his pop pop glasses. I do. Um, Keith Urban, listen mm-hmm. to Ripcord, great album. And if it's country, I'll kiss your ass. But it's a great fucking record, dude. You you know yeah what I think about him. Yeah. By the way, new Keith Urban record, April twenty seventh. Uh, so fucking excited. Don't ask me yeah. the name of it. I got nothing. I just know that it's coming out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm checking out new shit. And, and, but it's funny because even, even when I'm shuffling, I'm, I'm hearing stuff that, that I'm hearing genres. Right. But I'm hearing artists that I, that I wasn't aware of. And, and you know, and so I'm not, well, I, I love my rock. Mm-hmm. And, and I do, but you give me a torch singer like Julie London, I will listen to that shit all fucking night. Well, and you what's know? what's cool about our friendship and about what we're talking about now, you know this about me, so you know I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. cool. I am a record listener. Oh, yeah. I listen to records from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I will, whether I stay on the same band is irrelevant, but I will put in a record. I'm not a shuffler. Mm-hmm. Lately, I'm a shuffler. And I just told you about it today. Yeah, and I and I and I and I get why, frankly, I, because you're you're finding genres going. Okay, what what else is out there? You're 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 exposed to a lot of different artists and bands, and, and you'll buy their CD and yep. and and you'll listen to it. And what's cool about the online stuff is it'll give you similar artists. Yeah, you yeah. know, or they'll have a radio station based on with the, with the the core being. Keith Urban, right? But they they'll pull in all these different artists that you may or may not have heard of, and go, man, I, or a deep cut that you've never heard, and go, right. wow, man, yeah, that's, that's a great, great. Tune. yeah. Well, today I challenged myself, um, and I I pulled it off. I won. Is it win? That's not really a win. I just pulled it off. I succeeded in my mission this morning when I got up. I was going to listen to whatever is considered top hits of country music. Mm-hmm. And I listened to about seven hours of country music today. Yeah, that's that cross-eyed look. That's what I got. Yeah. And I will be 100% truthful. About 35% of it, I actually really dug. I really dug it. And that makes it worth more, it. More than I thought I would right. dig it. And, th- and that's what makes it worth it is, is right. you found shit that you, that you like. Absolutely. And you can throw it all, you know, the, yeah. the dirt roads and the pickup trucks and the girls and the, and the fucking beers and the bonfires and the right. lake. Right. Now, I'm, I am tired of, of pickup trucks. Yeah. I will not lie. But, but there's, not a, lot, there's a lot more. There's much more to it. I listened to, I listened to Casey Musgraves, uh, one of her first albums. Um, that girl can sing. She can. I'll tell you. I didn't dig it. Right. But I listen to but it. But she can sing. She can. Absolutely. And she's got a cool story. She used to be a backup singer. Don't ask me for who. I don't remember. But I know she used to be a backup singer. And she that. went, you know what? I'm going to go out front and do this. Yeah. And she did it. And sure. she's done well. Cheryl Crow did it. Good for her. Cheryl Crow's the same way. Yep. So I did. I, I listened to about That's seven cool. hours of country. I have Rhapsody. And they have what they call like an unradio. I think I've had Rhapsody for like 20 years. I've been using it forever. Um, and you can go to different genres and just push play. And it's basically, I guess the new generation, the Spotify shufflers Mm -hmm. Rhapsody kind of does it for you, except they separate it in genres and it just, it's continuous. Right. The chances that you'll hear the same song on a playlist, like, or, or on their on radio Mm -hmm. seven, eight hours away, you might hear the same song again. They're really good about that. Yeah. So, um, I bounce back and forth between, I think three different country channels today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like I said, I, I was impressed with a lot of it. Some of it, I don't give a shit about. Most of it, I, please shoot me in the fucking eye, like you just said. Yeah. How long is this? This is the longest four minutes of my goddamn right. life. But listening to so much shit that I didn't know, I've already had a respect for country, but listening to so much shit I didn't know, I have an even newfound respect because the production on all that shit is ridiculous. You think that it's just on the big dogs oh, like the Keith Urban yeah, and the no, Luke it, Bryan. It's, it's across the board. Like Casey Musgraves Mus- Mus- record I listen to. Production on that's ridiculous. Out the ass. Yeah. Even the 90s country production oh, was ridiculous. Well, yeah. You get Garth Brooks and, and to- early Toby Keith and, and Randy Travis and all those guys. Yep. And you know, it's we're kind of we're kind of deviating a little bit. But that's okay. when I think about today's country music, it's not, first of all. No, and you and I talked about that when it, we it's, formed it's Willow pop. Creek. Yeah, it's pop. It talk and it's it's a little bit of rock. I mean, and but it's to me, it ain't country. George Strait is country. He's right. probably one of the last few. But given my preference, I will listen to old country. When I say old country, I'm talking George Jones, Loretta Lynn, Charlie Pride, um, uh, Johnny Cash, Merle. I'll listen to those guys. Those guys to me. You knew a George Jones song when you heard it. Right. You knew a Merle Haggard song when you heard it. You knew Johnny Cash when you heard him. Right. To again, just to me, today's country is very much interchangeable and very much mass produced and and right. very much compressed for maximum sales. Where these guys, I mean, you know, you know just because I ask a friend about her. I fuck, you knew that was George Jones. Right. You know, so. Well, and the, the, the funny side of that, listening to you talk about that is, that's the shit I don't like. I know. I respect it. I don't like it. Yeah. But the biggest reason I bring that up is because the one thing that all of it still has in common, every song tells a story. Yeah. You don't have to guess as to what, quote, the message. Right. What the fuck is this motherfucker talking? You get it. Yeah. You know. And that I appreciate and respect. Yeah. yeah I, I get it. Because that is the one constant it, it that is, has yeah. not changed. You're right. You hear a, a country song from beginning to end, you know the story. You don't have to guess. Right. You hear uh, either a pop song or a rock song. Some of them you're going, I, I, that's not even a word. Right. What does that even fucking mean? Right. So that... Big difference. And I think, my opinion, that's one of the reasons why country still sells so much. It's easy on the mind as far as listening to the story. Musician-wise, a lot of that shit's hard oh, as fuck. Oh, it's difficult as shit. We, we found that out. Yes, we did find that out. <laughs> uh, but I'm talking about for a list for listeners, the yeah. average listener, you don't have to think about it. Yeah. You get it. It's a story. Right. You got the story. If you like the song that goes with it, awesome. It's a good point. If you don't like it, well, you move on because there's somebody else well, that's got a good story. Well, we were talking about a story today when you you brought up this song. Right. And I'm like, you, know, you heard the song. Oh, my God. It, it really got that to me. That story and I, got yeah, me in the feels, yeah, man. Say, yeah, I wasn't going to go there, but you did. You know, it's a, And I'm like, all right, what is it? And you played it. I was like, oh, fuck. I know this song. I fucking hate this song. He goes, he goes God, this <laughs> And I was like, God, this is horrible. Yeah. True story. There guys. was nothing about this song that I like, and I couldn't even tell you the first words, although you did. <laughs> I and did. you said, "Look, man, just take three minutes, get your Google out, and, and read the lyrics, and read the lyrics." So I will. But yeah, but you played it for me. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> he did, y'all. That was funny. 
It was so funny. It's like, oh, no. 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 Yeah, no, I have heard this song. Yeah, and no, no, I will not listen to it again. But read the words. <laughs> All right, I'll read the words. I will do that for you. But yeah, it was it, it was cool. Hey, same thing. I talked about, you were just talking about Ripcord. One of my favorite songs on that record is Boy Gets a Truck. Super simple. Lyrically and musically, the way he weaved everything in there. Mm-hmm. That song's complicated. But you get it immediately. You don't have to think about it. Kid gets a truck, go gets a girl, gets married, has some kids, and he's fucking happy. Story's done. Yeah. And he laid it out cool with music. Right. So it's I, that's just my opinion. I think that's one of the reasons why it still sells so well and sells the way that it does. It's the same reason with television. I know we're going off on a weird tangent here, but television never, is the same never way. Us? No. No. You don't have to think about it. You sit down and it's, there's a reason our parents called it the idiot box. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Who is on TV? You don't have to think about it. So I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent. It's just an observation. Yep. So, I don't know. Well, that's it, kids. That's a show for the week. Let's see if I can do the close since I couldn't do the fucking opening. Oh, now you're going to get silent? You motherfucker. (laughs) Come on, do it. Do what? Do the clothes. I'm trying. Dare you. Oh, you just dared me? I did. My own show? I did. You know I have the power to edit, right? I know. I have the power to edit. Edit, edit, edit. I love it when you do that. (laughs) That makes me happy. Happy, 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 happy. I hope you guys dug the show. I hope you learned something about Todd. God, I love it when you touch me. (laughs) Will you get that spot right into my left nut? (laughs) He has the power to edit. <laughs> Not gonna edit that. <laughs> Seriously, I hope you learned something about my buddy Todd. We we are friends. We uh, we do actually we do actually talk like this all, all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Ask anybody that knows us. <laughs> Our wives are like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker. We're leaving. We'll see you when we get back. Pretty much. But I hope you dug it. I hope you learned something. I learned something that I didn't know. I learned a few things that I didn't know, actually. Todd thinks everything sucks, and only politics are correct. <laughs> what? That's what I got out of the show, That's right? what you got out of the show. Yeah. That's it. I mean, isn't that how it works? I'm not, appro- you, I'm not approving this episode. You, you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love you. I love you so much. Seriously, thank you for coming over. I appreciate it. Oh, I had a blast. I did too. I really did. It it, it was funny. Um, one last throw you under the bus, just because it's it's fun for me. You were the first person I asked to be my first hang. You were. I was. I was, or you were. Yes. Right. <laughs> what you said, and I you was. turned me down. I didn't turn you down. We have a different memory about that. No, we had a diff. We had a different memory about that. We were gonna. Do All right, it. fine. We'll meet in the middle. You blew me off. I. You did blow me off, but not on purpose. No, I true. thought you always blow people on purpose. No, nah, well, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it was. You, 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 we were gonna do it over over Christmas. And Christmas, Christmas, and 
we hung out a few days uh, in a row. We had a good time, and, and we were going to do it there. And it, it just, it, and then I it went. Never it just, it, it just. Didn't and then work. you made some excuses. But I'm not that interesting. I'm, I'm not. And you, once you start to edit this, you go, I got nothing I can fucking use here. So yeah, <laughs> you saw that. I did. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed, not supposed to look at it. <laughs> Don't look at the screen. Well, what if my mouth is still pointing towards the microphone? <laughs> You make my life better. You make mine. I love you. I love you too, bro. High five in the microphone. So I hope you guys learned something. I hope you dug it. I hope you giggled. I hope you think we're idiots. And that's okay if you do, because we we are We know this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me something I don't fucking know. No, hey. Yeah. Don't forget to check out my sponsor, Prophecy Inc. Todd has gone to Prophecy Inc. Yes, I have. He's got tattoos. He just doesn't show them. Except that fucking anklet. When are you going to get that covered? Soon? That'd be great. That'd be yeah. yeah, that'd be yeah. great. If you could go ahead and get that covered, that'd be great. If you go ahead and make that uh, no, not I tell you what, it's tribal. It, that thing is, is a constant reminder that people make mistakes. And you have to live with the mistakes that you make sometimes. Wow. Got all philosophical and shit, man. I, I, I was kind of... Um, I was entranced by your philosophy while looking at yourself in the mirror behind me while Sebastian climbed up his treehouse. Yeah, I was I was watching Sebastian climb. He was a noisy motherfucker getting up there. Yes, he was. But so anyway, yeah, Pro- Prophecy Inc. is I, I will give my own plug for Prophecy. I've I've had at least sixteen hours worth of work uh from Travis. Oh, sixteen hours. I know, isn't Aren't it cute? You cute? You're not cute. <laughs> um I do love your your the headstock under your arm. Yeah. I do love that. A lot of people don't even know you have that. I just outed you. That's all right. That was for me. It was you know? for you. But yeah, so yeah, Prophecy Inc. Is, is great stuff. And if you go into Prophecy Inc. on Baxter Avenue mm-hmm. and mention the Bar Star podcast, mm-hmm. you will get 10% off your tattoo. And it doesn't have to be from Travis. It can be from any of the wonderful artists at Prophecy Inc. Nice. You're hired. Right? Nice. Right? I'll pay you in coffee. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> We're out of here. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Can I say the tagline? Which tagline? I have a few. Well, the end, the end one. Oh, the, oh, the very yeah. The end one? Yeah, can I do that one? Yes, you can do. Yes. It. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest one I've ever done. And I don't think I'm going to edit any of it. I'm just going to let this fucker run. We're, we're going to lose people 13 run. minutes in. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, O'Reilly, we we were digging your show, but you can go fuck yourself because you guys are idiots. Yeah. And we know. No. Thank you, guys. We're out of here. And as I say at the end of every episode, go do some shit. That's what I wanted to say. Oh, which tagline did you? I thought you wanted the end end one. I thought that was the end end. No, there's another one. What's the other one? I've never listened that far. He's here. And he's a turn it off after go do some shit. <laughs> you need to go listen to every episode because sometimes there's a little conversation after that part. Oh fuck, man. That will make you pee pee. Okay. Not really. I'm just no. I'm totally lying. Okay. You really want to say that? That's the one you want to say. I do. Okay. And as I say at the end of every episode, go do some shit. You put a little too much stank on it. Go do some shit.
Go do some shit. Yo, fucking go do some shit. What is it with you? Go do some shit. Jimmy, two times. Go do, go do, do some, some shit. Go do some shit. Go do some shit. Go do some shit. Go do some shit. Dad, shut the fuck up. So until next time, I will talk at you soon. <laughs> <laughs>